You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. Hey, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had the folks from Samaritan's Purse and um, uh, Operation Christmas Child Mm -hmm. on to join us, and we kind of have a follow-up to that, huh? Yeah, we do, which, by the way, um, Operation Christmas Child, those boxes, I know they think, I think if I recall correctly, they've got to be on the move by or before Thanksgiving if they're going to get where they need to go on time. So if you're uh, working on some boxes, just be aware of your deadline because God will use those things and pray over them, too, when you send them out. Pray for the child that's going to receive the shoebox, because it is life-changing. And to that end, we're talking this morning with Vladimir Proknevsky, who also received a shoebox as a child, and I cannot wait to hear your story. Vladimir, good morning and welcome. Good morning, and by the way, you said my last name so perfectly, so uh, thank you for that. I know it's a complicated last name to pronounce first thing in the morning, but thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. I'm not usually this accomplished, so I'm feeling pretty good myself right now. <laughs> you should hear us stumble through Smith and Jones, and I mean, we hardly get those right. Oh. If my name was Bob Smith, that would have been cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, man, I'm so glad that we get to, you know, join with you this morning. You get the uh, ability to share your story. This is really, I, I looked at some of the, the background, and they gave us your bio, and I saw nine kids in your family i come from a family of five my wife from seven but nine i can't even fathom yeah, that the struggle is real it was fun growing up with nine kids we were never bored let's just put it that way <laughs> yeah i imagine so what was that like for you growing up in ukraine and having a, such a large family is that kind of norm to uh norm to the culture there what's that look like no it's, it's definitely not norm two kids and a dog was the norm and uh, growing up in family of nine was definitely not norm but we, we got very poor in, in kiev ukraine yeah, my father was an underground pastor in kiev ukraine during that time during the communist ussr and so because my father was a believer living in a communist country, he was hindered from advancing in our societies because the government did not like Christians, uh, did not want Christians to advance. And so there was no private sector. My father couldn't just start his own business. So he was hindered from getting the right jobs and things like that. So it got to the point to where we had to take turns to go outside to play because we didn't have enough shoes for everybody in the family. We also had to share toothbrushes, which was a humbling experience. And uh, as for food, we pretty much grew up on rice and potatoes, which I often jokingly say that we were vegetarians before he was even cool or popular. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't have access to a lot of toys, especially new toys. But let me tell you, it didn't stop us from being creative. We made yo-yos out of Coca-Cola caps, which is really cool. We played with our shoes, pretending they were cars. And uh, yeah, we were very creative. And we grew up in this tiny three-bedroom apartment. that I'm sure a lot of you see it on TV now in Kiev. I'm from the capital. And uh, we didn't have, barely had any heating or cooling. We didn't have a washer and a dryer. So my mom had to do all the laundry by hand. And because of the amount of laundry my mom had to do, her skin would off the crack and bleed. So it, it was a, a tough upbringing. But, even in, but in the middle of all that, that's when we were invited to come to a Christmas celebration. And this was in the middle of cold Ukrainian winter. It was brutal. We were lightly dressed because we couldn't afford a lot of warm clothes. And, but let me tell you. I was so excited to finally get there, and when we did walk into this place, it's like we transitioned from this black and white cold Ukrainian winter to a colorful room of joy and laughter. There was so much happy music, beautiful welcoming smiles, 
and what was so unique is that they presented the gospel to us in so many different and unique ways through singing, dancing, cartoons, movies, animations, flower awards. It was so visual, so beautiful. And then at the very, very, very end, they brought out these beautiful, colorful shoeboxes. And when I opened my shoebox, it's like everything that I imagined playing with as a child is like it manifests inside of a shoebox. I had my own yo-yo, and I have to make yo-yos out of Coca-Cola caps anymore. I had my own toothbrush, and I had to share a toothbrush with anybody. And my toothbrush was like a rock star toothbrush. It was like the one to rule them all. It had so much color, so much personality. The way it was designed, it was so cool. I had my own Hot Wheel cars, and I have to play with my shoes, pretending they were cars. And uh, as for my most memorable item was dental floss, because I thought it was candy. So my experience receiving a shoebox is very special, because everything in the shoebox was new. And uh, everything was so colorful and special. But most importantly, you know, over the years, you forget little details. Most importantly, I never forgot how it made me feel because it made me feel loved. And I always say that God is love. When you show love to people, you show God to people. When people experience love, they experience God. And once you experience that God's unconditional love, you will not walk away unchanged. And that's what everyone gets to be a part of when you pack a shoebox. And I'm just so honored and blessed to serve alongside of all of you out there listening. That is such an incredible story, Vladimir. I, I love how you described that, a black and white Ukrainian winter into just a, a room full of living, joyful color. And that is exactly how God changes our lives. That is such a great analogy. But I would love it if, if you could, because I, I know that there are quite a number of people listening this morning that are involved with Operation Christmas Child. There are others who might be doing this for the first time ever and getting ready to pack those shoe boxes and send them out. And uh, we, we know what the shoe boxes represent. It's another way God can use to share His love and to share the good news of the gospel of what Jesus has done. And I would, I would love for you to talk to people that may be packing today or thinking about doing this and tell them what it is that you would like them to keep in mind as they consider the kids that these shoe boxes may be, may be going to. How should they be thinking about this? Where should their hearts be with this? What would be important for them to know? Absolutely. Well, the most important thing, that's what gets me excited about the shoe boxes, is that they're not just boxes full of gifts, full of awesome things, right? It's a gospel opportunity because with these boxes, when children receive these beautiful boxes, they're also invited to come and participate in a 12-lesson discipleship program called The Greatest Journey, where children learn more about who Jesus is, how to have a relationship with Jesus, and how to share Jesus with others. So it's all about evangelism, discipleship, and multiplication. It truly is a gospel opportunity. Uh, it's kind of like when you when you pack your shoe boxes, you become like a missionary. Your boxes go to the most unreached parts of the world, and they're boxes full of light. And when light enters darkness, it exposes darkness. It changes. When you pray with these boxes, they like change frequencies. They become like boxes full of Jesus. But what's so special about these boxes is that they don't just touch one person. They they have a huge ripple effect. For example, they don't just you know when gifts uh, when kids receive these gifts, it's not just a gift for the children. Because I always say that I have two kids. I have a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old, two boys. And I always say that to get to my heart, you know, you know, the, as a parent, if you want to bless me, bless my children. That's how you get to my heart. And there's usually a, a, a mother somewhere in the corner during these uh, events when they pass out these shoe boxes. There's always a mother somewhere just weeping, watching their kids opening up gifts that somebody took the time to show love to their children. And that, and that blesses me. And then... These children come home and they share the stories from receiving the shoebox and they share it with their family. And that family shares it with their friends and the friends share it with their, their friends. And it just has a huge, huge ripple effect. 
And that's what I'm so excited. I'm excited about that ripple effect that it creates because you can't fight love and win. And that's what these boxes are. The box is full of love. Well, I tell you, you know, the story is very inspiring, but clearly you being here now in the United States have transitioned and, you know, immigrated here from Ukraine. Tell us a little bit about how you reconnected with Operation Christmas Child when you come stateside, because I can't imagine that you just, you know, how old were you when you received that? I was nine years old when I received the shoebox. And when I moved to the United States, I was 12 years old. And I remember we moved to Tennessee, where they called me Vladimir. <laughs> and, uh, in Tennessee, I remember driving by churches, and they had these uh, logos of Operation Christmas Child. I remember thinking, "Oh, this must be where children receive their shoeboxes." I didn't think that you know, I didn't realize that uh, this was only for third world countries, people outside of the United States. And then many years later. Um, I uh, applied to work for Billy Graham as a web designer developer. And somehow I knew that these shoeboxes were connected to Billy Graham. And during my interview, they asked me if I had any prior involvement with uh, Billy Graham. And I just mentioned that I received a shoebox when I was nine years old and uh, how, how much it meant to me. And so they were like, what? You received a shoebox? I'm like, yeah, everybody gets a shoebox, right? You turn a certain age. It's like Boy Scouts of America. You get Eagle Scouts. Like, you, you turn like nine and you get a shoebox in the Bible. Isn't that how it works? And they're like, no, nah, that's not how it works. <laughs> and anyway, so uh, it was then that I mentioned this story and they asked me if I wanted would be interested in, in sharing my testimony from time to time. And so six years later, I'm still sharing my story. Vladimir, uh, before we, we roll on, one of the things I wanted to ask you, too, because I know so many people and a lot of churches around where we are make this a big event every year. They do this as a group and pack up the boxes. What are some some great things that you would suggest for them to put in the box that the kids would really love? Oh, that's a great question. One of the things I always put in, in the shoebox is a soccer ball. I always deflate it, put a little pump with it as well. And because in my neighborhood, I grew up in Kiev, and in our neighborhood, we only had one soccer ball. And when that soccer ball popped, it's like it was like a depressing day. <laughs> We're all waiting for somebody's birthday so that we'd get a soccer ball. So <laughs> soccer ball keeps kids out of trouble, keeps them healthy. So definitely put a, a soccer ball. But I think most importantly, just pray and see what God puts in your heart to, to put in these shoe boxes. For example, uh, last year, God on my heart. Put to put uh, put in my heart to pack for an artist, so I put all the things that an artist would need. Uh, so I, I think that's what's so good to uh, these boxes is exercise your faith to hear from God. They're like, hey, who am I packing for? What, what God? Who do you want me to? Or what kind of things do you want me to include in this box? But any kind of tools, instruments, things that um, kids can learn is is awesome. But at the same time, include something like gloves, a hat, uh, or, uh, or a scarf, something like that. So. It would prevent a mother from staying up all night making as well. So it, I always try to do two things. Try to pack a little bit something for the child and something for the mother as well. Uh, so I try to be strategic in that way. But I think you can't go wrong. As long as you pack it with love, children feel that same love on the receiving end. And that's what's so important. Well, you know, this obviously has a lasting impact. And, you know, one of the the most precious parts of the things that you've shared is that you were saying, you know, when you came that you, you had recognized, I see all of the, you know, the OCC's signs outside of the churches, and this must be where the kids get their stuff. What was that like to realize the difference in cultures? Because uh, as you said, you know, hey, I didn't realize it, you know, isn't this what happens? You get the box, you get the Bible, you get a discipleship program, and boom, there you go, you set into the ways of uh, of the world. But you, what was it like just realizing, hey, where I've come from 
it's not like that where I am now. And how does that well, motivate you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, just moving to the United States was a whole culture shock. I remember just coming to Walmart and going through, like, the all-you-can-eat buffets. <laughs> Everything was a culture shock. But what I think what I realized after all these years that, you know, obviously I'd love to be on the giving side of the shoebox rather than receiving, even though it was fun to receive the shoebox, but, you know, there were a lot of hardships. But I learned one thing, that both the people that give and people that receive get the same joy out of this process. It blesses the children receiving the shoebox, but at the same time, it blesses those that pack these shoeboxes. Like for us, for example, for my family, when we pack shoeboxes, it blesses the whole family. It's a big family event. We're so excited for that child. We pray for that child. And so it blesses both parties and both people get something out of it. But the the culture shock is we have so much here in the United States, you know, and, um, that's when I moved here. I just didn't realize how poor we truly were until I, I got here. Well, this is part of why I think it is so great and so important, Vladimir. And I, I know you mentioned early on that you have your own kids now, but I think it's so important to get our kids, if we have them, involved in helping with the shoe boxes because not only is it a fun thing to do and to get to go out and, and shop for items to put in and give that gift, but you're making your kids aware of the condition of other people elsewhere in the world that, you know, in a country where we have so much we don't even know what to do with, um, they need to understand, and this is how we change the world, they need to understand that there are those who, who don't have, and we teach them compassion and love and care through this. Mm. Yeah, generosity is, a, generosity is a muscle, and you have to exercise it. And I feel like uh, these shoe boxes. they're a great way to exercise the generosity muscle. And at the same time, it it uh, sparks great conversations with my kids to ask things like, why are we packing this for somebody else, not for us? Like, I want this toy. And then it's a great teaching moment to explain to them why we do what we do, why it is important. And once they get behind the vision, they're, they're on board. But I remember the early on, they were like, we, we want these toys. I want. And so for me, it was a good opportunity to share with them how others live and there's so much need. And mm-hmm. But most importantly, that through this, you know, it's it's a physical gift, but at the same time, it's an eternal gift too. Children get introduced to the best gift giver to Jesus through the shoeboxes, and that's that's what gets me excited most. Because this year we're going to uh, collect and celebrate our 200 millionth uh, shoebox. So I'm just one of almost 200 million shoebox recipients around the world, which is awesome. Well, you know, Vladimir, every story has a beginning. Every story has its journey. Where has this brought you now? You are stateside, living with your family, raising your own family. You are involved in, uh, you had said you were involved in web design for the Billy Graham uh, Evangelical Association. Where are you now? What do you do? Tell us, you know, where has this all led you, this opportunity through a shoebox? Well, most importantly, it led me to Charlotte, North Carolina. That's where I reside now. And I had the honor to design, to work on the Billy Graham, uh, Billy Graham's memorial website, uh, Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. So it, it brought me a full circle. And I still, to this day, still can't believe that I got to see this great man of God cross the finish line. I got to be in the headquarters and work on uh, on the website. And that was a moment I'll never forget, just being there, experiencing all of that. And just, you know, it, it all started with the shoebox. And God has just showed me that through the shoebox that he's so faithful. He'll always take care of me as long as I just uh, get rooted and grounded in him 
and not be distracted by, by all the fear and everything, all the chaos that's in the world. Just uh, be rooted and ground, grounded in love, and God always makes a way for a praying man. And uh, that, that's where I am today. That is so cool. And I think yeah. it is so amazing just to think, Vladimir, that you know, you were nine years old living in Ukraine, and we would have known nothing of each other except someone gave you a shoebox. God moved a heart to give you a shoebox, and ultimately this leads you here, and we get to meet you here on the radio, and you're talking about changing lives. How can we change the world together? Because we are here together at the same time as part of the family of God. He just blows my mind. All of you, uh, remember next week is National Collection Week for Operation Christmas Child, November 14th through the 21st. So get the shoeboxes together, get them turned in. And if you've not gotten on board with it yet and you need more information, it's easy to get. Go online to samaritanspurse.org slash OCC. Well, Vladimir, man, thank you very, very much for uh, sharing not only this testimony of what a shoebox can do uh, in the life of a person, but just in general uh, for sharing so much about who you are. Very much appreciate that, the authenticity there, and you know, glad to call you brother in Christ and just appreciate you sharing with us this morning, man. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for the opportunity and... Uh I really enjoyed this. Thank you. All right, brother. If you want to find out more details about this, you can go to SamaritansPurse.org forward slash OCC. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. 